Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? It's going deliciously. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about weed. And grub. And sex. And food. And pop culture. And naked neighbors. Naked, straight up naked neighbors. Your neighbor is so naked right now. Yes. <laughs> and it's pretty great because I can just see like his hip bones, so it's not actually indecent because I can't really see what's going on, but... That's my favorite kind of naked. Imagination naked? Yeah. I like that. It's pretty great. Yeah. Where it, where it's... um, I like picturing more than actually it's like when you have a major crush on someone oh yeah and then you have sex with them and you're Uh like oh i don't have a crush anymore what happened i like the little bit of oh yeah something to be desired the wondering it's like um yeah like reading erotica as opposed to looking at porn porn is i don't it fucking changes your fucking brain man it makes me unhappy right yeah that's what it is it does it really does it kind of uh, you know and i totally support uh, like its existence and i support people who choose to watch it and who work in that whole world and all of that kind of stuff i'm not saying it's a bad thing at all i think it's a necessary wonderful thing in a lot of ways but it makes me feel bad sometimes yeah Yeah. well i will say shout out to my apartment complex and you know this that it's a very sex positive supportive complex it's full of cuddle puddles it is full of cuddle puddles you can really hear everyone either through the vents or through the floors enjoying themselves and we all are like get it yeah yeah like nobody's making fun nobody's saying nothing everyone's just like there you go yeah. get yours get yours yep i like it get it my um apartment complex is does not have anyone getting it <laughs> no no well sometimes archie humps the panda and that's you know fun to watch but probably- he's good at it he- you're your dog's hump game is strong he it freaks me out a little bit because he's you know fixed is he? Yeah. They miss a snip? I don't know. <laughs> they missed a snip. <laughs> because, yeah, he's got some mojo that's still still happening. Absolutely. Ongoing mojo. I love that even though you could get your dog neutered or spayed, there is something so deep, deep, deep in every single animal to reproduce that you can't get rid of. Yeah, you can't take away the sex drive. You can just take away the sort of ability to reproduce, right? Yep. Exactly. I respect the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of Archie for still humping. Yeah. We came out dark and hot. Holy smoke. Well, I'm just looking at your naked neighbor <laughs> thinking weird thoughts. Sorry, bud. That, yeah, that went down a weird rabbit hole. Um, let's move on to brighter sides. Okay. Sending the goodness out to everyone out there. And how about some news? Yes. Let's okay. get into it. Our story this week from Word on the Tree. Follow them for everything good in cannabis news. And this week's Grubla Gazette story is about Atlanta police officers. What do you think they're up to? I don't know. What are they up to? Maybe trying to talk Outcast into making a new album? Oh, fuck. Wouldn't that be fucking great? That would be amazing. That's all I want in life is for like Andre 3000 to get back in the hip hop game. I heard that he has mad um, performance anxiety. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know where I heard that when maybe someone was like, why wasn't he at the Super Bowl? Mm. And I think someone posted somewhere. I don't know. I've absorbed that information somehow from somewhere. It was like directly from Big Boy. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot. He's got stage fright, man. <laughs> you were you were in Subway and you were like, uh, I'll have a foot long chicken breast. Yeah. By the way, Big Boy, where's Andre 3000 these days? And he's like, oh, he has anxiety. And it's like, oh, yeah, uh, toasted. Yep. <laughs> 
Actually, it would have been a veggie delight. Oh, but we'll, we'll get into sandwiches in a minute. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, Atlanta PD, in addition to uh, figuring out how to get Outkast to put a new album out, have stopped asking um, potential police recruits whether or not they've used marijuana. So in the past, it would be a disqualifying um, thing if you just answered yes. If you were in a you know a job interview to become a police officer and you were asked if you had smoked weed and you said yes, then they would just automatically be like, and on your way. You're no longer welcome here. And Atlanta, in trying to update their attitudes, has decided to stop asking that question. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you can smoke and use cannabis and then go and be a police officer. And I'm sure that you can't use on the job or while you're a police officer. But if you have a history of cannabis use, they're not going to ask you about it. I love that. Right? Good. You remember that old thing where it's like, oh, yeah, if, if you ask an undercover cop if they're a cop, they have to tell you. It, yeah. Do you remember that kind of like rumor bullshit? Where did that ever come from? <laughs> Just stoned people trying to make themselves feel better. Fuck. But it's like, but that makes me think about when a police officer is like asking a recruit, like, hey, have you smoked weed? You have to tell me. And they're always like, no. Like, yeah. Now they, for real, can just be like, yes, I have, yes. but I want to do my duty and serve my country. Or I, I think it's more of a don't ask, don't tell policy. They're not even going to oh. ask them at all. So you can just go in. And, you know, apply for the job and they're just not going to put that question on the form. So you don't have to check any box. Uh, do you think there'll ever be a time when somebody like will be wearing a um, will be an officer in blue and they'll have on their holster a gun, handcuffs, mace, baton, bong? <laughs> no, but I do love. So I'm Canadian, as I think it probably I say all the time. Probably too much, but anyway, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police are the um, national police uh, agency, and they are Mounties. They ride horses, and they're you know they've got like, these beautiful full ceremonial dress and stuff that involves like um, beautiful like uh, coats and hats red coats. and mm-hmm. red coat, big wide brimmed hats. Yeah, yeah. And they had a really cool policy a few years ago where they had I believe it was a Sikh officer, and um, they went to bat for him to be able to wear his ceremonial headdress so he can wear his turban when he's on duty and then they started incorporating you know other forms of like you know just being able to update your your outfit with whatever it is that you you know have to wear in order to look the way you want to that's incredible yeah that's it's such a small obvious step but until you brought it up it's something that did not occur to me yeah like being able to have natural hair you know Yes. Or whatever the fuck it is, but being able to just, you know, not necessarily adhere to the buzz cut of yesterday that's, you know, just with the one particular way that you look. Because now, of course, like, especially with like, you know, trans people serving in, you know, the military and police force and just all sorts of people like there, there's got to be room for people to not necessarily adhere to one way of looking, which is, you know, the traditional, what we all know. Five foot five, white, angry. Mustache. Yes. You know. Got it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so cool. Uh, Man, it's wild to think about the fact that I I don't know if Canada is a melting pot or not because I haven't been up there except for Toronto. So I really don't know what it's like. It prides, Canadians pride themselves on not being a melting pot, actually. They call, um, it's a tapestry or a mosaic where you're allowed to sort of retain the fiber of your original culture and bring that into something that's new. Christ, what a beautiful land. Isn't that great? Yeah. I always love that, that it's not a melting pot and that you don't have to give up where you came from in order to be a proud Canadian, but you can be like Syrian Canadian or Irish Canadian or wherever it is that you're from from, from wherever it is that yeah, you're from. Yeah, you're from from. <laughs> from from. Because you're bringing in <laughs> and retaining. Wherever it is that you're from from, you can be-be. <laughs> you know, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. But I always thought that was really 
cool. And when I moved to the States, I, I just was um, struck by that difference. You know, that whole, like, you got to learn English and adopt the culture in order to be a true American. It's such a shame because American is, American is, you Did know. you take a citizenship test? I was born here. You were born here? Yeah. Okay, so you did not. No, I'm dual. Dang, DP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Double patriotic. Wow. Huh? Not necessarily. <laughs> DC, dual citizenship. Okay, yeah. but no DP. Not, I'm not into the DP, no. Got it. Cool. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> I uh, did a show in Atlanta in 2006. I spent a summer there. I lived in Decatur for the summer. And the one thing I really remember, apart from the fact that everyone drove everywhere, you couldn't walk anywhere, that was weird. And also the cockroaches were so big. Oh. Oh, hang on. That's Someone's our knocking. weed delivery has arrived. Momentito. So it is right now the uh, today is election day in West Hollywood where I live, and I have been getting nonstop people knocking on my door for the past two weeks. I've been getting pieces of beautiful color printed, glossy, expensive paper with earth destructing ink held against my door frame. It has been ceaseless and relentless for two weeks, and I'm going to be honest, it makes me not want to vote. It is uh, a lot, I have to it's say. It's a fucking lot. Can yeah. we go on a slight tangent about Please. all of this? I mean, I've been here for like two hours hanging out, and that was the third person to knock at your door. Um, well, not including your weed guy, who was... but That was kind of cool. Shout that out was Lowell cool. Farms. Yeah, yeah, shout out Lowell. Nice gift. Um, I would love to actually run for office one day. I don't know what I'd be doing, but I think my heart would be in the right place, and I think I'd make decisions that wouldn't hopefully make west hollywood a better place but when you're using and wasting that much paper and my trash can is filled with shit that i'm not gonna read and it's costing so much money and it can't be recycled and you're knocking on my door at seven o'clock at night asking me to vote it makes me not want to participate yeah in my neighborhood the people who knock on my door are trying to get me to go to church and I'm definitely not going to their you church. You ain't going to church. Hell no. No. I know. It's tough. I do really appreciate the need for, especially right now in these crazy times, to get the word out about voting and how important it is to vote, get to the polls, actually you know, do all the things that we need to do in order to make the change that we need to see. Right? It's yes. important. But once you're bombarding people with too much paper and too many knocks on the door and they're feeling like their privacy is invaded and you're bothering them, you're having the opposite of the intended effect. Straight up, 2020, a big old, big old election. Um, you're running for Democrat candidate. I'm running as a Democrat candidate at this point. We're all running to I'm running, a- yeah, out of, out of country candidate. Yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Deep, I'm running as a DP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or DC. Wait, what? As a Mimi. As a UU. Uh-huh. Great. And so I, I, it's just going to get worse. I don't know how to reach people these days because I'm not going to read the email you send me. I'm not going to read the thing on the door. It just makes me mad because the earth is dying from climate change. So it makes me mad that you're not using recyclable paper. I'm not going to answer my door. I'm not going to answer a text or a phone call, especially a phone call, especially my front door. So I don't know how to reach people and I don't have a solution. But I also know that none of the things that people are doing 
are working for me. I'd love to go to an event when it's here. Sure. I'll go to a rally. It's so important right now because everyone, you know, is desperate to see things change. Nobody's happy with the way things are going. Even the people in power aren't happy with the way things are going right now. The whole planet is in crisis. So, you know, everyone's trying to cut through the noise and get their point heard. But I think sometimes the wisest people are the ones who say the least, you know? Yeah. And then they drop like major mic drop actions. Yeah. That's that are so powerful. They're undeniable. Yeah. It's like you hear a bunch of nonsense from someone like Elon Musk and he'll tweet out something about irony and this is and that's. But then what you the, the the time you actually hear from him is when he's like, oh, I shot a convertible into space. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Moves. Moves. <laughs> it's moves. Moves. Yeah. It's like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez questioning Michael Cohen at the fucking Cohen hearings where she showed up so prepared and she actually opened a line of questioning where he is probably going to through her questioning they're actually going to be able to um demand trump's tax returns it sounds like i mean from the little bit of reading i've been doing about it a lot of that has to do with the fact that she's so prepared because she's not spending all of her time calling people asking for money she's actually spending a lot of her time being in touch with the people she's representing and doing tons of research about what's necessary as like a junior congresswoman and it's so great because i mean she has a lot to say and there's a little too much noise coming from that whole arena too but she's also defending herself constantly against this fucking crazy onslaught of people who are like shut up you dumb pretty idiot damn right it's about moves yeah well i'm just uh, thank you for letting me vent about how everybody is coming into my personal space all right Uh, anyway what else are we doing i feel this felt great i'm glad we got to talk about that i have a pitch Okay. If we're going to do a political segment every now and then, and you know how we have like our segment names. Yes. Can we call our political segment Hot Pocket? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yes. So maybe that was our first Hot Pocket. That was our very first Hot Pocket. Sweet. What is it going to (laughs) be? Hot Pockets. I think that leads us into Hungry Corner. Oh, (laughs) I love, like, we're one-dimensional, but we're also, like, the right kind of one-dimensional. I mean, listen, it's it's weed, it's food, it's sex, it's all the good things in life. We can talk about being mad at the world and people knocking on your door because the political situation needs to change. But, you know, when it all comes down to it... It's what's your favorite sandwich? You know, like, fucking eat a sandwich and you're going to be fine. That is so true. Fucking eat a sandwich. Yeah. Fuck then eat... Yes, exactly. Fuck and eat a sandwich. Or just fucking eat a sandwich. Fucking eat a sandwich, y'all. You know, either or. Ooh, or yeah. Both. What? And speaking of that, I mean, yeah, Hot Pocket right into a fucking hungry corner. <laughs> Amazing. And a Hot Pocket is basically a sandwich. And we were going to talk about sandwiches today. Yeah. A Hot Pocket's more like an empanada. Well, but I think anything's a sandwich. No. What? Are you Every- crazy? Everything is a sandwich. I object. What are you talking about? I object to that statement. Pizza, open face sandwich. Nope. Salad. Do you even know what a sandwich is, Mike? A salad, a salad is a reverse sandwich because the croutons are smaller. <laughs> Do you know how the sandwich... Nachos, shattered sandwich. Holy shit, dude. Do you know how the sandwich came into existence? Yeah, the Earl of Sandwich mm-hmm. made a sandwich. Yeah, right. which was stuff between two pieces of bread. But if there's an open face sandwich, then anything is a sandwich. If it's on a base of of bread then it's a sandwich no yes no uh, name something oh you think pasta bre- bread pudding pasta yeah. mushy sandwich pick it up with a fork <laughs> gonna kill you <laughs> everything's a sandwich bread pudding dessert sandwich cereal i mean a cereal is a tricky one because 
you know, it's I mean, a soup. it's a, it's a bit, yeah, like it's a crunchy soup. Well, no, you know what it is? It's like, it's like soup. It's like a soup and sandwich, but it's combined and the milk is soup. That's a stretch, but I'm going to try and get away wow. with it. Wow. Hmm, I don't know. It's like a soup and sandwich combo for breakfast. It's not. Milk is soup because the, the cereal changes the milk into something flavorful and hearty. Like cinnamon toast crunch, and then you know that's like cinnamon toast crunch milk is basically a soup. I thought you were going to say it's basically a sandwich, and I was going to punch you. <laughs> Reach across this table, Just, give me a knuckle sandwich. I oh my fucking god, <laughs> or a shit sandwich. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I was up late last night with the cat. Uh-huh. You know, Bobo. Yeah, he, you know, you're welcome to have him anytime. I, he loves me, and I love him. And. uh I was looking at sandwiches online and I'll fight you about sandwiches because a great sandwich is a thing of beauty. It is an artistic endeavor. Uh, There are some beautiful sandwiches out there. Not everything is a sandwich and not everyone can make a great sandwich. And you'll always remember the best sandwich you've ever had. I had a very specific craving today for a sandwich that they used to make at a restaurant that I used to work at in New York in like 2005. And I was like, oh, fuck, I want that fried egg BLT with avocado and garlic aioli on um, toasted challah. Christ, will you say it one more time slowly? Fried egg BLT with avocado and aioli on toasted challah with a side of spicy pickles and potato chips. Was served at the NoHo Star, and I thought of it today and could taste it in my mouth. That's incredible. Can I ask you some sandwich questions? As opposed to taste it elsewhere. Yes, go ahead, please. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) In my brain, I guess. Okay. Yes. Um, This is going to be, uh, you're on the hot pocket seat. Oh, no, that's politics. Oh, yeah. Hungry corner? Yeah, but you're in the... But I want to ask you like sandwich questions in the hungry corner. Okay. So this is like, you know, rapid fire sandwich questions. Like I'm trying to find a hungry corner name. What's the penalty box in hockey? The penalty box. Oh, damn it. You're in the... No, it can't be a hot seat then. Uh, oh, this is the something about crust. Oh. Like, I got some crusty questions for you. Okay, good. Great. I got it. Crispy bacon? Yes. Garlic aioli maiden house? Yes. How thick is that challah? Not that thick. Like, three quarters of an inch, maybe. So everything is right around the same size. Yeah, like it's a real, you know, you could pick it up and bite into it as a sandwich. You didn't need to knife and fork it. It was served open-faced, but the second piece of bread was on the side to put on top. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, garlic aioli on both pieces of bread? Uh, just drizzled over the egg and avocado and BLT, so not spread. How's that egg made? Over easy. So it's good. Yeah. Ooh. Bursts it. into everything when you bite it. Christ almighty. All right, and then the avocado slices or a slice. spread? Slice. Okay. Is there a, is there for the BLT, there's tomato, right? There was, yes. A big, beautiful, juicy beefsteak tomato slice. Salted. Wow. Mm-hmm. Bacon. And, oh, and the lettuce. What are we talking? Like an arugula, something bitter? Butter. Butter's the best lettuce. Mm-hmm. It's the number one lettuce. I think so. That's amazing. Fuck yeah. God, when you're describing all of that, my, I kept swallowing. Yeah. And I was so aware of my throat going. Incredible. What's your sandwich? What's your favorite? Mine was, I can't remember the restaurant, but it was in Chicago. And it was this Korean barbecue place that made a Korean barbecue bulgogi banh mi. And the Korean beef was so tangy and so sweet and so spicy and so tender. And then I think a banh mi topping is my favorite topping for a sandwich where it's like those pickled thin sliced carrots, cucumber, jalapeno, cilantro, right? And then a smear of uh, liver pate on the side to hold it all together with a glue. 
oh, it's so good because you've got the spicy, acidic pickle pickling of the veggies. You've got the sweet, tangy, spicy bulgogi, and then you've got this rich pate on the side, and then a nice big French baguette loaf. Or is it a baguette loaf? What's the banh mi served in? Yeah. Something like a baguette loaf. Oh, right? yeah. You're answering all my crusty questions. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, what's, what's, I, I, what's the loaf? I, my mouth started pooling like a puddle, so I <laughs> just kept talking to swallow it down. Well, um, okay. My crusty questions are, uh, what are the sides? Oh, okay. So sides for that, you could get these really great seasoned waffle fries, which is such a good waffle fry. Like a good, it's a number one fry. So you get a good waffle fry, and then you get some aiolis to dunk it in. It's like six-inch, six-inch sandwich? I think a little more, closer to, all right, um, my favorite porn star's dick is. And at Subway, it's 12. So if it's not 12, and it's not nine. So I'd like right around eight. Right, eight like inch. Like an eight-inch. Hot eight-inch. Yeah. Christ, I'm so sorry, Mary Jane. Uh, did you cut it in half? And if you no. did, what's your cut style? No cutting in half. It did come with a steak knife. We served it with a steak knife on the side. I think some people might have cut it in half. Mm-hmm. I did not. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that's a grandma move. What am I, cutting a fried egg in half? What am I? Nah. What oh, maybe if you're on YouTube for the cross section, that'd be about it. I guess. Yeah. Well, but you would cut diagonally if you were to cut, correct? No, I would cut straight down the middle. Like a <laughs> lunatic? I don't know. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you cut on the diamond. No. Two triangles over two rectangles. I don't want triangles. I always want rectangles of anything. Turkey and Swiss, rectangles. Club sandwich, four rectangles. Come on. Are you fucking with me just to like make drama on the pod? No. I'm serious. Are you fucking with me? I am serious. A triangle cut or a rectangle cut over a triangle cut? Hell yes. Yep. hundred percent. Oh no. Are you mad about it? I ain't mad. I mean, do you. I don't want to yeah, shit on cheese? your move. What are you oh, doing? Oh, triangle cut. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. You're going to get at replies on this. Yeah, cut it right down the middle like a normal person with a normal liking of things just being two neat halves. You know, the best part of the triangle cut is you can fit a whole corner in your mouth to take a bite, and that's a fun bite to take. You know a corner's a corner, whether it's a triangle or a square, right? I mean, this... It's so hard to argue with. <laughs> a corner's a corner. Uh-huh. I mean... <laughs> Anything could be a sandwich, and a corner's a corner. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like, you know, 90 degree angle versus whatever a triangle is, 35 or something, but... The floor is a table if you're eating off it. Like, <laughs> there's no arguing that corner time. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's brilliant. All right. While we're on the subject of sandwiches, I just have to shout out really quickly. So Danny Danko, who we had on this podcast, a cannabis uh, expert, OG, cultivator, writer, buy his book if you want to learn how to grow weed. Yes. Um, It's available on Amazon. I can't remember the name of it, but he had a sandwich named after him at this Philly joint that I've been following and like just dreaming about their sandwiches uh, late night when my cat keeps me awake. And they are called Poe's Sandwich Joint. They are in Philly. Uh, 1429 Marlborough Street and their bio on it they're a great follow on Instagram and it says high class munchies and they just got these great sandwiches and they named this sandwich after Danny Danko and it is roast pork fried Genoa salami fresh mozzarella house roasted marinated peppers slathered in garlic mayo basil pesto and balsamic drizzle this one is named for high times magazine legend Danny Danko it's a dank sandwich. And I was straight up like looking at it the other night and thinking I need to get to Philadelphia in order to have one. That's a dank sandwich. What's their what's their Instagram handle? It is Pose Sandwich Joint. 
P-O-E-S. P-O-E-S. Yep. Post sandwich. sandwich Joint. Give them a follow. And um, if you're in Philly, go have that sandwich and give us a holler and let us know how it is. I mean, they have all of these incredible options that, um, yeah, I can't even look at them right now. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to Danny, too. That's yeah. so cool. Fucking dank-ass munchy sandwich. Mm. Yeah. This has been a hell of a hungry corner. Yeah. Hey, Mike. What's up, Mary Jane? Tell me what's up with Magical Butter. Magical Butter has released a new amazing product, Magical Ghee Clarified Butter. So you can now get Magical Ghee Clarified Butter at MagicalButter.com. It's available in 16-ounce and 32-ounce sizes, and it's 100% pure butter fat, so you can cook with it at a higher temperature than you can cook uh, normal butter at. It doesn't smoke. It's non-GMO, gluten-free, and all-natural, and it's almost zero lactose, so your herbs can bind to it easier. So you can buy the Magical Ghee Clarified Butter, put it in your Magical Butter machine, put in your herbs, set it, walk away, and you come back and you have infused ghee. That's brilliant of Magical Butter. Yeah. I'm looking at recipes for ghee right now. I mean, you can get into such delicious Indian food. You can make lamb curry. You can make roti. You can make goat uh, biryani. I'd make goat. I've never made goat before. Oh, so delicious. Yeah. Oh, chicken. Okay. Spicy non All right. Also, you said that ghee is Whole30 compliant. Yeah. The Whole30 um, recipes all call for um, ghee. You can't use milk solids. So if you're trying to be Whole30 compliant, but you still want to have weed in your diet, get some magical ghee clarify butter infuse it with your weed and yeah you'll feel so much better done and done if you want to buy a magical butter machine if you want to buy magical ghee if you just want to buy a love glove anything at all use the coupon code weed and grub for 20 percent off anything at magicalbutter.com yeah for checkout uh for 20 percent off at checkout go to magicalbutter.com and once you've selected all of your wonderful things that you're gonna buy like the magical ghee just enter the code weed and grub and you'll get 20 percent off it's a good deal yeah it's a healthy lifestyle it is I'm really into this magical ghee. I can't wait to try it. Cuddle puddle. Ooh, warm fuzzies. Yeah. Um, well, after all that sandwich talk, I don't know if you feel like talking about naps at all. <laughs> yeah, a great sandwich and an even more delicious nap. I'm so into napping right now because it's been so dark and stormy. And I also just read in my horoscope that evidently Aries right now in Pisces season, we're supposed to rest a lot. Oh, is that why I'm hibernating like a bear? Oh, yeah. We're both Aries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No wonder. I can't get enough sleep, but I'm also having the kind of sleep that is cave-like. I don't know how else to describe it right yeah. now. Like, uh, if I if I was the Charmin bear, I'd be out there, like, selling toilet paper for an hour, and the rest of the time I'm in my cave just <laughs> laying on top of it. Like, your go-to bear is a cartoon toilet paper bear. Yeah, that it's the most known, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely the most recognizable <laughs> bear of all bears. If we're talking cuddle puddle, I want to talk about like a soft teepee. Sweet bear. Yeah. How about Winnie the Pooh or, you know, any of the other bears? To me, the Charmin bear, number one bear out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been napping a lot too. I felt like um, maybe not so much like a bear. I felt like a, oh, a dormouse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, ew, <laughs> Have you ever slept walked? Yes, I do. And I sleep talk too. Really? Yeah. Spooky. What are you doing? Making sandwiches and rolling fresh <laughs> pasta? <laughs> Probably. My sister told me recently I was up there uh, visiting her and she like came in, in with coffee in the morning for me and she was like, hey, what's up? You were talking so loud in your sleep that I actually got up to check on you. Wow. At like five in the morning. Mm-hmm. She said she couldn't make out what it was. But I do it fairly often. I, I like will sleep talk and I've also woken up like at my front door. Mm-hmm. When I was little, I used to wake up sometimes at my front door with the door open to the street. But that was like a poltergeist trying to lure you into being inside you, right? Oh my God, that's 
fucked up and creepy. Well, that was like, it had to have been a ghost trying to possess you as a little, small, innocent child. Wow. I, I just got so many chills that now I don't want to like go and be in my house by myself. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has any sleepwalk stories out there. Yeah. Yeah. My f- uh, brother used to sleepwalk a lot. One time we found him in the bathroom peeing all over the shower curtain, holding a wad of toilet paper in his hand saying, sorry, I'm late for work. How old was he? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely a work poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think that like the ghost's unfinished business yeah, was it's like a Wall Street a ghost. meeting? <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Wall Street ghost. Just got to get this nine-year-old. I got to get to that fucking meeting. <laughs> what an idiot ghost. <laughs> like you finally don't have to work, but you're tapping your watch and filling your briefcase. Uh-huh. That's so funny. Oh, you, your unfinished business is your nine to five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little precious blonde-haired boy is walking into the NASDAQ. (laughs) (laughs) Just in his little PJs with his little bare feet, like there for the opening bell, (laughs) holding whatever it is that they hold aloft. Yeah, those little paper pads. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, what a lame ghost. Wow. What a lame ghost. What kind of life did you live? Right? Oh, Mike got possessed by a ghost. Oh no, what happened? Nothing. He just like ran a bunch of errands. <laughs> he picked up dry cleaning. His unfinished business was getting his car washed. It was a very, very chill ghost. Yeah. I'm just like went to the dentist and she, yeah, like just got a bunch of medical stuff taken care of. <laughs> like the, this is my kind of horror movie. Oh, Do you know fuck what I'm speaking saying? of horror movies. I know, but hey God, I know, but like that is like my kind of horror movie when the the person gets possessed by a ghost and they just make their bed. <laughs> <laughs> they get their life right. That sounds fantastic. I would love to be possessed by a ghost who helps me get my life right. Yeah, life coach. Yeah. Ghost coach. Ghost coach. Mm, we should write this screenplay. That's a fun screenplay. You heard it here first. Yeah. It'll be <laughs> like it's a Sundance short. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost coach. <laughs> yeah. Unfinished business in life and death. Yeah. Or get your life right so you can die right. It's just a life coach who inhabits other people's bodies to help them. Ooh, I like this. Right? Let's write it. Yeah, it's a dead life coach. Yeah. Who's a ghost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're straight. We got it. We're good. Okay. <laughs> I actually really want to write that with you. That would be really fun. Yeah, let's hold up for a day and like smoke a bunch of weed and write ghost coach. Great, because I will not be writing what we saw the trailer for today. Uh, too spooky, too scary. Can't wait to see it. I am so terrified to see it. I'm going to need several people to go with me because I will need some hand holding and um, someone to hide my eyes, like a, sh- a shoulder to hide my eyes behind. But um, Midsummer by the director of Hereditary, Ari Aster, yes. looks unbelievably terrifying. And the link to the trailer was sent to us by the Tender Friends who we went to see Hereditary with, Michael and Eric. And... Um, Michael, I think, said in a comment, he was like, I read the Reddit comments on this and someone was like, you are not prepared for how fucked up this screenplay is. I got a hold of it and read it. And it's like even more disturbing and horrifying than Hereditary, which was super fucked up. I saw it three times. Every time I was scared. Yeah. Seeing any horror movie twice is a gamble because you're like, oh, it wasn't as good. I didn't get as spooked. Saw Hereditary three times. Scared the fuck out of me every time. I can't even imagine what this is going to be like, especially because it's all in daylight. The whole trailer is in daylight. And so anything that's scary during the day is going to be twofold for me. So Midsummer is the, I think, uh, Scandinavian. Yeah, the Scandinavian holiday that is the brightest day of the year. Yes. I think it must be the solstice, June 21st. 
which is like the longest daylight period. And the whole movie, you know, judging by the trailer, just takes place in like bright, sunny, happy, positive, beautiful sunshine with like all of the maidens wearing flowers and like gorgeous blouses. And yeah, and then all of a sudden it just takes a weird fucking turn. And then there's this like (sighs) sound that like is like the click in Hereditary. Yes. And it's just throughout the trailer. It's like, oh, yeah, this is also going to be like auditory and hallucinatory Lee chilling. I, it, it would look especially scary because did you ever see Wicker Man with Nikki Cage? No. Such a fun, bad movie. So bad. So fun. I mean, I'll watch anything with Nicolas Cage because I think he's one of America's best actors of all time. He's a fine actor. He's a great, great, chaotic man. And Wicker Man is absolutely bananas. It's over the top. But it's not scary. I mean, the only thing I know about it is, I think, what everyone knows about Wicker Man, because it's like a YouTube clip and a gif, where he's like, not the bees! (laughs) No, not the bees! (laughs) It's the only part that I know. You think they got that in one? You think Uh, they were like, we're good? That was a one, yeah, Nicolas Cage one and done Mm -hmm. special. I mean, he's fucking amazing. He eats a cockroach in a really old vampire movie that he made in the 80s, and I feel like that was a one and done as well, where he like takes a big crunchy cockroach and eats it and it's like a close-up of him crunching into this thing god damn it he's intensely amazing do you want to link we'll link the trailer midsummer from midsummer in our uh comments and description because cool i cannot wait to see that with you (sighs) yeah right i can't wait it's gonna be so good which speaking of our buds of the week this week are the tender friends michael and eric yeah i hate eric wilson at i hate eric wilson Love you, Eric. <laughs> Whoops. Damn it. At I hate Eric Wilson and at Michael Walker with an extra R, right? Three R's. Three R's. Or at Tender Friends Pod. Yeah. I like them so much. They've been doing some really great episodes recently. They have, I think he's the head of Eater for LA, is their guest this week, uh, where they review chicken tenders with him. And he is a huge big deal in the LA food scene. So it's a really good episode. And Michael Walker texted me because we're both from the Midwest and he showed me he has some frozen toasted raviolis that he found. And you can't find toasted raviolis anywhere on the coasts. It is such a, you know, Indiana, Missouri, Oklahoma treat. And somewhere, somehow, maybe he ordered them, but he has toasted raviolis and I'm so jealous and I want to go over and eat some fried meat pockets with him. Would you call them a sandwich? Yes, of course. They're tiny sandwiches. No. It's fried dough with meat inside of bread. And you scoop tomato sauce. The best move is you take a bite of it plain, and then you've got that pocket, right? And then you dip the tomato sauce so that the inside of the pocket where the meat is fills with tomato sauce. So it's almost like a tiny little pizza Mm. minus the cheese. Mm. That's a sandwich. Is it? It's not a fucking sandwich. Is it soup like and sa- it's a soup and sa- tomato sauce is soup. I and the bread and meat is a sandwich and it's all in one bite. I believe it's a ravioli, sir. Sir, I believe it's a toasted ravioli. Are you going to get hauled off into like one of those jackets? <laughs> you know what I mean. Straight jacket. Sandwich jacket. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, man. This has been a really fun episode. It has. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. I'm so excited to go on the road with you. We're going to have a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. I'm so stoked to just see the whole West Coast. Ah, smoke with people, 
Make Good Adventures. Yep. We have some really good sponsors. Should we do it real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to drop them already? Sure. So Smoking Rolling Papers mailed to your doorstep 4,000 papers. Yeah, assorted rolling papers, hemp, different sizes. Yeah, they're an amazing... Um, God, we're going to be like the Johnny Appleseed of the West, just oh. hanging out rolling papers all the way through. It's going to be so great. And then uh, we also have uh, Magical Butter on board. Of course we do, because they're number one OG and we love them. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can't believe that we're going on tour together for a month, leading all the way up to 420, which we have some really cool announcements, too, about that we can... Talk about a little closer to April 20th, the highest of holidays. Yeah. Wow. Mary Jane, we're going on tour. We're going on tour. And I'm so excited about like our artwork and all the sponsors that are now coming on board that we can't talk about yet and the guests that we're lining up. And it's just really exciting and really cool. And it's giving me great things to look forward to in these like kind of like gloomy days here. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> are we going to be sharing hotel rooms and you're going to be opening doors and folding clothes? <laughs> And you're just gonna like rubbing the shower I'm just down. Gonna be st- like in my in my striped pajamas with my hat and my lantern, making sandwiches. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just be randomly like in the bathroom making a sandwich in the sink, you know, like mumbling it. to myself about you know, like dormouses. I love the idea of like you waking up dormice. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So funny. I just love the idea of you waking up. And being like, I have nothing to do. And that, me being like, what do you mean? It's like, I got it all done in my sleep. Yeah. I, I packed lunch, <laughs> steamed your suit, folded my pantyhose. I got don't wear pantyhose. Yeah. Don't ask me about that one. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Rolled all these joints. Yeah, I went and got my blood pressure checked. <laughs> oh, you went to the doctor? <laughs> well, I just went to the CVS real quick. You went, oh, uh-huh. put your arm in the machine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you know. Yeah. The security footage of you sleepwalking through the CVS to get your blood pressure checked. <laughs> it's just like the music. Do, do, do. And I'm just like, I love like with the lantern the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, ew. ew. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. We have to write this screenplay because that is too fucking Ghost funny. coach. Ghost coach. <laughs> Getting shit done. <laughs> Finish your unfinished finish business. Ah. <sighs> Okay. All right. We got to wrap it up, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, Everybody, if you dig us, tell a friend, tell a bud, uh, like, subscribe, leave a review. Come fuck with us on this tour. We're going to be able to drop our artwork very soon. We get to release our sponsors very soon. If you're on the West Coast and you want to come hang out, we're very fun. Yeah, and we have all sorts of cool guests lined up for live shows and also a bunch of cool guests coming up on the podcast. I'm really excited to chat with some of the people that we have, uh, you know, coming on. Yeah, you're introducing me to a lot of cool people, so it'll be cool to introduce other cool people to cool people. There are a lot of cool people in the world. Damn right. And you're one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everybody, thank you so much and have a wonderful week. Yeah, follow us at Weed and Grub and, um, you know, kisses. Bye, everybody. Bye.